It's crazy, right? To travel 13,000 kilometers, to go schlepping through the mud, to sing karaoke on the beach and have a meal with strangers. It's, it's crazy. Can we do this? Let me have you stand. Just where you are, stand up. Our mission team, they're all sitting clustered right here in the front corner. So everybody look this way. And when you say this to them, you're not crazy. You say that? You're not crazy. In, in fact, right where you are, just turn to the people beside you and say the same thing. Just look at them and say, you're not crazy. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and have a seat. Not everybody looked like you meant it when you said it, so... There is a principle at work here uh, that is just absolutely essential that we get right if we're going to understand what it means to be the church of Jesus Christ. We've spent the whole month, the month of September, drawing out those core values, those key principles from the ministry of Jesus that shape us if we want to be the church of Jesus effectively. You remember what they were? They were just, they were simple little sayings. We, we rehearsed them week by week. We even put them on the sign so you'd be reminded of them when you turned in here. Remember the first one? Everybody's. Second one, nobody's. And the third one, anything is. There you are. To that, and I couldn't find a pithy little three word saying that would that would encapsulate it. So just remember, you're not crazy when you think about this one. But here's the principle. You don't belong to a church. Uh, Jesus' followers don't belong to a church. They are the church. And somehow they understand that where the followers of Jesus are present, wherever they are, somehow the church is gloriously and mysteriously present. That the church is not something that exists outside of themselves that they go to or join or support. It's something that they are. Think of it this way. The church is not a what. What church do you go to? The church is a who. When you think about church as a what, then we focus on something that exists apart from the people that make it up. Something that's out there that people join or attend or support. And inevitably, it leads to a preoccupation with conversations about how can we do church better. And it's not that it's a bad question. It just it tends to be the wrong question. When you think about the church in who mode, then the focus becomes... What does it mean to be the people of God? The central task of the church becomes developing great followers of Jesus, believing that God is calling us first and foremost to be a people who can demonstrate his redemptive love to the world out there. Uh, Thinking about the church as a who is absolutely critical. Put another way, you could say that the church... Our truest identity is as an expression of God's own heart. God is relentless in his love for and his pursuit of everything that is his own. And because God is on a mission, he has his church who are on a mission as well. God is ascending God. The Father sends the Son. The Son sends the Spirit. And now 
he sends us. It is that notion of sentness that lies at the heart of the church. Maybe that's the three-word summary. We are sent. We are sent. And it's not crazy. It's going to feel like it at times, but it's absolutely not. It's never been so much that the church of God has a mission. It's always been that the God of mission has a church in order to carry out his purposes in the world. The missional church believes that it's really God who's there on mission, and we're just invited to join him in what he's already doing. It's Henry Blackaby, a great thinker, who said, really, the, the key discernment job of the church is to find out what God is doing and just join him in it. The, the thing of greatest importance is to insist that, that mission is never first and foremost an action that we own. It's always an action that God owns, and we join him in that. It's an incredibly liberating idea. Because what it really means is that we don't have to spend all of our time trying to manufacture the work of God in our generation. Jesus said, I will build my church. Leave that with me. I mean, no more worrying about church building. I will build my church. What's required of us? Kingdom eyes. You remember the, the very first thing that, that Jesus says in the Gospel of Mark. The time has come, he says. The kingdom of God has come near. Believe, repent and believe the good news. And when you, when you focus not so much on doing church, but just being the people of God, seeing, seeing the world through, through kingdom eyes, it changes everything. I mean, you see that the, the, your your purpose, your role identity, it, it's to be the aroma of God in in a cemetery of decaying flesh or, or, or to be the manifestation of the hope and the grace and the peace of God, to do it sacrificially and lovingly in the world. To, to be missional followers of Jesus means that wherever we are, the church is. And it doesn't have to be in the Philippines. I think it's fantastic that you went, and you're absolutely right, Desiree, or Rajkumari. That has a nice ring to it. Um, you should have a taste of it. It will change you. But, but your primary life is going to be here, in your workplace, in school, in the neighborhood, in the karaoke bar with Pastor Sheldon. <laughs> the homeless shelter, the airport, wherever followers of Jesus are taking seriously their identity as the people of God, the church is there. And that's been a controversial idea because people will push back and say, well, do you mean to say, pastor, that, that when people are over there packing clothes at the open door or they're visiting somebody in the dialysis ward of Credit Valley, that that's a church? And let me answer just this way. It's only centuries of conditioning in the West that would even lead us to frame a question that way. What I'm saying is that when people are sorting or visiting in the name of Jesus, the church is there. And it's our thereness, it's our sentness that the world so desperately needs. Addressing every brokenness caused by sin and reflecting somehow the heart of God. There's one verse, and I'm going to just leave this with you, and, and we'll end, and we'll worship 
one more time and bless each other, and then we're going to be sent, right? But there's one verse that I kind of wish that we could put right over the door so you would see it every week when you leave. John chapter 20, verse 21. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. That's the Great Commission, right? That's John's version of it. Jesus tags the church as sent people. The church doesn't focus so much on those who are being called out from the world to hide behind the walls as those who are being radically called into it. The sent people of God. Because in the end, we realize that that's exactly who Jesus was. Sent from heaven above. And in our desire to follow his life, to, to model ourselves after him, we follow the same trajectory. The sent people of God. That's enough. Let's pray together. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the the faithfulness and the willingness of this group of nine who who heard your voice and and followed you, and it took them a long way. Thank you, too, for the laughter and, and for the stories that that they brought back with them and the inspiration that we can draw. And out of their experience, God, we, we want to hold up that idea that, that there is something beautiful, something incarnational about being sent wherever we are. God, reveal the opportunities that are right there ahead of us. Help us to see where you're already at work and follow you there. And give us something of the thrill, the the vibrant walk with Christ that comes in knowing that we are the people of God together on mission. The world hangs in the balance and and we have a great hope because we serve a great God. We pray together in Jesus' name. Amen.